Hello and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. Good morning everybody. I'm excited to bring you um, the word this morning. Um, I had been thinking about what I wanted to speak on and my dad had given me you know, some ideas in helping me figure out what that was. And so we came up with the idea of faithfulness, being having faith, being faithful to God. And for me, the story of Job came up really clearly in my um, mind. Well, I was looking for what to talk about. The story of Job really hit me, and it's funny because it's the book that I had avoided out of all the books because it scares me the most. And this morning, I'm going to be talking about faith or fear. We each have the ability to choose either one or the other. And so you need to make sure you're choosing the right one. I mean, you can either be, you spend your whole life being faithful and trusting that God has the best for you, or you can spend your time being fearful about everything. And so if you'll turn to the book of Job, chapter 1 this morning, um, we're only going to be reading just a few chapters in here. But the whole story is about just this amazing journey with this man named Job and God. How he was faithful to God and yet the worst circumstances happened to him. Job, he was um, a faithful man of God. He had his family. He had his wife. He had his kids. um, He had several animals, hundreds of animals. And he was the richest man among all the people in the East. So he was very wealthy, very honorable to God, and um, really didn't ever mess up, I guess you would say. I mean, he wasn't perfect. But the story begins, and if we'll turn to Job chapter 1, verse 8. So Satan approached the Lord. And the Lord had told Satan, um, where have you come from? What are you doing here? And Satan answered to the Lord, from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is a blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied, have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has and he will surely curse you to your face. So right here, Satan is telling God, the only reason Job is following you is because you have blessed him with everything. He's the richest man of all the East. He has everything he needs. He has a family. And that's the only reason why he's following you. But God is thinking, no, I know my servant's heart. I know what you don't see. I know the end. I know I know everything. And so Jesus said to Satan, very well then, everything he has is in your power, but on the man himself do not lay a finger. Jesus said this, the Lord said this because he knew that the outcome was going to be greater than Job could ever imagine. He was trying to teach Satan something and teach Job something that he knows the beginning and the end to everything. So it continues and says, Then Satan went out of the Lord's presence. One day when Job's sons and daughter were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing nearby, and the Sabians attacked and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. 
While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The fire of God fell from the heavens and burned up the sheep and the servants, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The Chaldeans formed three raiding parties and swept down on your camels and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, yet another messenger came to him and said, Your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house, when suddenly a mighty wind swept in the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed on him, and they are dead, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. At this, Job got up, tore his robe, and shaved his head, then fell to the ground and worshipped. And the first things that came out of his mouth, after his family had died, he had lost everything, his house is burnt down. You would think it would be to say, God, what are you doing? Why? I've been faithful to you. He has not had a reason for God to do this. He has been faithful to God. He has been faithful in prayer. He has been faithful in worshiping God, honoring him with all he has. And the first words that come out of his mouth are, naked I come from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away, and the name of the Lord be praised. The first thing he does is praise God in the middle of his storm, and not a lot of people have the faith to do that. People will fear and run for their lives, and this is an example of how we need to honor God even though we don't understand, even though we might not see the full picture, but know that God sees the full picture, and God is in control. It says in all this Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. In chapter 2 it says, On another day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them to present himself before him. And the Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered to the Lord, From roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and an upright man who fears God and shuns evil. And he still maintains his integrity, though you enticed me to ruin him without any reason. Skin for skin, Satan replied. A man will give all he has for his own life. But now stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones, and he will surely curse you to the face. So Satan The Lord said to Satan, Very well then, he is in your hands, but you must spare his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and afflicted Job with painful sores from the soles of his feet to the crown of his head. Then Job took a piece of broken pottery and scraped himself with it as he sat among the ashes. His wife said to him, Are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. He replied, You are talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? In all this, Job did not sin in what he said. Before we continue, um, let's let's pray. God, I thank you. For just this time of um, going into your word this morning, God, I pray that you teach us to be strong and be courageous, Lord, and to not fear, not to give in, Lord. You are the creator of the universe, Lord. You created us and you know us by name, Lord. You know the beginning and the end, Lord, and you say you have plans to prosper us, not to harm us, plans to give us a hope and a future, God. That doesn't always mean things will go right, but that means that there will be a good out of every situation, Lord, that you will help us grow, Lord, that you will help us learn something throughout all this time we have on here, God. I pray that we would just be faithful to you no matter 
wet, even though it seems scary, even though it is hard, Lord, even though there is pain, you say you will never leave us nor forsake us, Lord. So I pray that in the midst of our trials, when those trials come, Lord, and they will, that you would just protect us, Lord, and and help us in, in reminding us that you are with us no matter what, God. So I thank you, Lord, and um, I pray that your presence just would be here, Lord, that you would yes. touch each and every one of us, God, yes. and that you would just reveal what um, what what people need to hear, God, that you would just touch their hearts, Lord. I pray this in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Um, so... You can see why I didn't really like this book. I mean, it's it's scary. It scared me because I'm pretty fearful, and I'll, I'll be fearful of anything. If you just give me something to be fearful about, I will. But um, this morning, I wanted to ask you, how do we have faith in the middle of our trials? Because it is hard. Um, when you're going through something difficult, your first thing that pops in your head isn't, thank you, Lord, for this. I love you. It is, Lord, why are you doing this to me? Lord, I thought you said that you had plans to prosper me and plans for good, not plans to make me sad, make me mad, make me hurt, make me feel angry. Um, So how do we have faith in these times of trouble? And point number one I have is Surround yourself with friends who will encourage you and lift you up. I think that is the key if you are going to stay faithful to God. You need to have Christian leaders around you, not just friends who are supportive, but you need to have people who are Christians. Your pastors are, of course, I always see my dad um, sending messages and my mom sending messages to other people, encouraging people who are in tough times. But you need to have friends who will lift you up. See, in the book of Job, it's... 40 chapters or so and it's pretty long and it's just mainly Job and his friends going back and forth his friends are saying you're doing this wrong you're doing this wrong this is why God brought this on you it's because you sin you need to do this right you need to do this right and they did not encourage him one bit they were just telling him you did this wrong that's why you deserve this you deserve this you deserve this and that isn't going to strengthen your faith in God it's going to tear it down even his own wife had said where was it back here it said why haven't you and said, yes, curse God and die. Are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. And Job is like, shall we accept good from God and not trouble? Which is so true. He had the faith to say, you know what? That is not true. My God has been faithful through it all, and he will be faithful through this no matter what. And that is the attitude we need to build up because we have the tendency to say just to give up so easily. And the Lord is saying, no, you need to stand up and fight because I'm going to get you through this. You're going to be stronger than you're going to beat this. And so it's funny if you read the rest of this book, one friend said to Job, his suffering is because he had sinned. Another said, Job won't admit he sinned, so he's still suffering. And then another one said, Job's sin deserves even more suffering than he's experienced. You see, if Job had the, I'm not saying if he had the right people, um, but I'm, you know, it, it was all meant to be. Those friends were around him for a reason. But if you have the people who are encouraging you around you already, when trials come, they're just going to be even more encouraging, and you can't help but put your faith in God because that's all you're hearing. If you're hearing negative, all you're going to put out is negative. If you're hearing positive, all you're going to put out is positive. Um, And point number two I have is trust God, which is the main key in all of this. In verse, um, chapter 1, verse 22, 
it says, and all this Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. And all of this, after he had lost everything, his home. Imagine for a minute, if your kids died today, if you lost your home today, if you lost everything today and you were by yourself, you had no friends, no nothing, would you still say, Lord, I thank you, Father God, you have given to me and you have taken away, but yet I trust you. Do you have the faith to do that? Do you have the strength to do that? Job did, and it's just an incredible story of how his, he trusted God through no matter what. Right. And God let this happen because he knew the outcome. You see, if God ever brings a trial, and, he, and trials will come, God did not say, um, this life is going to be peaceful, this life is going to be easy for you. He said, no, this life is going to be hard, but I will give you peace if you just look for it. If you just trust me, I can be that peace for you. He said, this world is not going to bring you peace. This world is going to bring you pain, and this world will bring you trouble. But when you come to me, the giver, you will receive that peace. You will receive that love, and you will receive that calmness that you need, that trust. And um, that's what we have to do. We just have to trust God. And it's funny because people who are Christians and people who aren't Christians think that when you're a, that God, because He's supposed to be, He is all good. That He's going to protect you from evil. He's going to protect you from the bad things of life. And He's going to protect you from whether it's losing your job or getting hurt, your feelings or whatever. But God, God, He, He. He uses those things to bring out good, I should say. He will protect you in some, you know, some sense, but he will use what was meant for bad to bring out good in you. Because I had learned this a while back. I was listening to a sermon, and I remember just asking God, um, why, what, what's the purpose of me living on earth? Why can't you just take us all to heaven? I mean, what's the purpose of me going day to day, living here, struggling, when I could just be in heaven right now, when I can just be in your presence every day? Why do I have to be here? And I remember this pastor saying, it's, it's all a learning experience. It's for us to grow. It's for us to learn. And I remember reading books about um, there are these books about people who have visited heaven and they're like if you only knew how much of the work that you did here on earth would affect how you live in heaven your life on earth would be completely different right. you, would live, you would live and you would love God to the fullest that you could and it's just, it's just amazing um, how that whole perspective changes these trials are going to come because God wants you to grow God loves you so much, he doesn't want you to stay the same, just like you love your children, right? You don't want them to stay two years old mentally forever. You want them to grow and to develop and to be the best they can, and that's God's vision for you. He doesn't want you to stay in the mindset of being fearful and not learning to grow because what's the point in that? You're not going to learn. You're not going to be able to grow, and so... The main point is just to trust God. Keep your eyes fixed on him. Satan's job is to twist it. And when those circumstances come, his main goal is for you to forget God's love. It's for you to forget that God died on the cross for you. It's for you to get that he loves you so much that he's going to bring these just to make you even better. Because the minute you take your eyes off Jesus and put them on something else is the minute you're going to start to sink. We went to see a movie yesterday called The Shack, which we have been talking about a lot today because it was incredibly eye-opening. 
And there's a scene where this, the main character, he's in the boat, right? He took the boat out onto the water, and he's enjoying the peaceful view and the scenery, and everything is good. And that correlates to how our life is. Sometimes we're in seasons where everything is just good. Everything's all right. Things are flowing well. We're enjoying the view. God's with us. And then the boat starts to shake a little. And then he sees it starts to shake more. And then there's a crack in the boat, and the water starts filling up. And, and Jesus is right there next to him. He says, don't, don't take your eyes off of me. Look right here. He's saying that to each one of you. Lori, Lex, he's saying, don't take your eyes off me. The minute you start putting your eyes on your circumstances, you're going to sink. But you don't look at the pain right now. Don't listen to the pain. Keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on me. That's what God's telling you. That's how you have to be in those circumstances. Keep your eyes on me. Don't look around. Don't look at what other people are thinking. Don't look at what other people are saying. Keep your eyes on me and I will help you. I will help you. He is saying that to somebody right now. Keep your eyes on me. Don't look apart at anything else. Just keep your eyes on me. And that's what God is trying to do in those circumstances. He's just saying, trust me. Don't look around at what other people are doing. Trust me. I have a plans for those people, but trust what I'm doing in you. Trust that good will come out of this. And so that is how we have faith. We need to say no to the lies that are being thrown at us. And we need to have trust in God that he will bring good out of all things. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Number three. Um, this part is how do we not fear? We know how to trust God. Surround ourselves, you know, be encouraging and everything and trusting God, which is the main point. But how do we not fear? We need to, point three is, seek God. We need to have a relationship with God, yes. a personal relationship. Um, you can trust somebody because you know that they're, you, you can trust somebody because you have a relationship with them. Yes. Like with my parents, I can trust, say if I were to give my dad money and say, I need you to go give this to um, Jill. I can trust that he'll do it because I know him. I have a relationship with him. I've seen that he has been faithful through the things that I've asked him to do. And so with God, if you don't have a relationship with him, a deep relationship, and those, those moments come that rock your boat, you're, you're just going to fall apart because you're not going to see that God's been faithful to you through it all. You're not going to know all about the love that he has for you, and you're going to start to sink. And so the true, the reason you can't, the whole how do I put this? If you don't want to fear, you need to have a true relationship with God. You need to have a deep relationship with God. You need to seek Him every day. It's not a hard, it is a hard thing, but it's not that hard to do. I mean, in the morning, sometimes you're probably not going to want to pray. But guess what? You got to do it anyways. You're not going to feel it all the time. You're not going to feel like getting up early, setting aside 30 minutes to pray and doing your whole thing. But you just got to do it. You got to be faithful because when those time comes, your prayer time is going to be all you got to lean on. God's going to be the only thing you got to lean on. And if you don't have that, when that time comes, you're going to have to start from scratch and you're going to have to build it up again from the bottom. And it's easier doing it when you've already done it. Amen. It's easier doing it than starting from than just starting from scratch. Amen. Um, in chapter, let's see, in chapter 7, if you can turn to that of Job, um, this is where Job says he wishes he would have been dead. This whole chapter is him saying, 
um, or the chapters before it, were him saying he just wishes he wasn't born. But right here in verse 11, it says, Therefore, I will not keep silent. I will speak out in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. Job right there, he was being transparent to God. He was saying, Lord, I'm going to tell you everything, how I feel. Um, I'm going to tell you the hurts that I have. I'm going to tell you why I don't feel like I deserve this, Lord. I'm going to tell you how I feel you have deserted me. I'm going to tell you even, I'm just going to tell you everything. And that is how we have to be with God. We have to be transparent. Because if he already knows, what's going to surprise him? I mean, honestly, nothing. Because he already knows you. And he just, we're watching... Everything just pointed back to that movie. We were watching that movie, The Shack, the other day, and and Jesus comes along and he's talking to you know this the main character named Mackenzie, and he's saying, "All I wanted was just to talk with you. That's that's it. People twist it into something else." And he's like, "That's all I want. It's just to talk to you, have a relationship." And people don't get that. It's just easy. God just wants to know what's on your heart. He just wants to hear from you. Even if you don't hear from God, he just wants you to open that, open that little thing up so you can, you can talk to him and he yes. can begin healing in you. But if you don't have that, it's hard. It is going to make it so much more harder when God's saying, it'll be easier if you just do it this way. If you'll just seek me, if you'll just come to me, it's going to be a whole lot easier. It doesn't mean that it will it'll be all peaceful, but it'll be sure much easier. And so that's what Job was doing. He was being transparent with God. Sometimes you just have to, I mean, for me, Jesus is my therapist, okay? Because... Like, when I'm having a bad day, I'll go, I'll go pray, and then, oh, the tears come out, and, you know, just tell God everything that's on my heart, because he already knows. And I think that's how it, our, all our relationships with, should, with God should be. We should just be transparent enough to tell him. That way, he, I mean, it's not like it's a shock or anything. Lord, I'm feeling hurt today, God. They said something to me, and I didn't really, it hurt my feelings, Okay. Or, um, that was really embarrassing. What just happened over there, Lord? I'm very embarrassed and I don't know what to do. Or, you know, even in happy times, you can talk to God when everything's all great. Even when the power's out, you can talk to God when everything's all great. Um, it's just opening up that line for you to talk with God. It brings you closer together. It does something with you when you're not... If I never talked to my dad at all, when I would see him, it would be kind of, hey... Mm -hmm. Hi. Hey, what's up? Bye. You know, it's just, there's no deep relationship. But because I talk to him every day, because I see him, because I know he has so much love for me and my sister, um, it just, our relationship grows closer. And we begin to strengthen our relationship, and um, it just grows even more. And so you just, if you don't want to fear, you need to talk that out with God. You need to say to God, Lord, I'm so fearful for such and such. Lord, I don't even know what to do, God. I, I'm, I'm crying here, Lord. No one's with me, God. I'm so lonely right now. I don't know what to do, Lord. And when you open that, your relationship will grow stronger with God. And that fear will begin to sink. Um, and number four, my last point this morning is understand that you might never understand. That's right. That's right. God never promised an explanation for your problems. Right. He never promised that he would tell you this is why this is going to happen. But in the end, it's all going to work out for you and you're going to be better. And this is all going to happen. No, God is going to bring trials and you might never know the answer. You might never know the answer why you had to, why you were crying there, why you lost your house, why you lost your kid, why you, why you lost your, your job. 
God might never bring answers to you. Okay? And you have to accept that. See, in, in the book of Job, his problem was that he was so busy searching for the answer that he forgot to seek God in, in all of it. And he was just so busy on, why, Lord? Why did this happen to me? Why, 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 why did I have to lose my family? What did I do wrong? He was so caught up on figuring out the why that he forgot to ask God what. He forgot to ask God, what do you want me to do now? Now that you have brought this to my attention, how can I grow? Because I know that you work all things out for my good. I know that you have a plan and a purpose for me, God. So what can I do to grow from this? This is what we need to do. Instead of trying to understand why this happened, we need to understand what does God want me to do? Because he wants you to grow. You have to understand that he wants you to grow. And because hard times are going to come, you are going to grow from that. Everybody say grow. God wants you to grow, okay? He doesn't want you to stay the same, and you have to hold on to that faith. Even, even if you don't understand, God never said he was going to promise you an explanation. Um, and it says if God told Job his whole scenario from the beginning, so, you know, after Job lost his house and he lost his family and he lost everything he had, if you said, Job, come here. You're going to go through all of this, and it's going to be very painful. But at the end, you're going to have more than you ever thought you could have had. You're going to have greater blessings. You're going to have even more faith. You're going to grow so much from this. After all this is over, just trust me. If you told him, where's, how is Jill going to grow from that? How do we grow if we know the outcome? Sometimes it's better if God just doesn't tell us, and we walk through it with him, and we trust him, that where our trust in him grows, and our faith in him grows, and our... And our, and, and our relationship with him grows. Yes. That is why God will bring trials for us to grow. Yeah. And we have to be okay with not understanding why, but just focusing on what can I do? Yes. How can I grow from this, Lord? Yes. And God will be very pleased when you ask that. Yes, um, and it said, Job thought that God was out to get him the whole time, and he was questioning God, why, why me? In fact, what does it say? And if we can go back to chapter 1 and verse... Um, Let me see. Verse 8. It says, Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and an upright man, a man who fears God and shuns evil. God wasn't out to get Job. God thought very highly of him. He thought, He has been so faithful to me throughout all. And even though, devil, you think that he isn't going to be faithful through this, I know he will be. Um, And so... I think very highly of him. He is not my favorite, but he was close to it. I mean, um, he was, he just thought very highly of God. And he was saying, uh, and throughout all of this, Job learned that he can't jump to conclusions. He can't be so focused on trying to figure out why, because the answer might never come. Okay. Um, And you're just wasting your time there figuring out why, because God is saying, trust me. That's the whole point of this. Trust me throughout it all. And so, if we can jump to Job, verse 42, the last chapter of the book, this is how it ends. Um, Through it all, Job had been very faithful to God. He had trusted God throughout the whole thing. His faith had, you know, he had his doubts, but he didn't lose faith in God. Through the end, God never gave him an explanation as to why this happened, you know. But God was just saying, trust me. And so in chapter 42, let's see, it talks about, it said, The Lord blessed the latter part of 
uh, Job's life more than the former part. He had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 donkeys. He also had three sons and three daughters. And in verse 16 it says, After this, Job lived 140 years. He saw his children and their children to their fourth generation. And so, when, and so Job died an old man full of years. And when you read that, you're just blown away. If only Job knew how his life was. I mean, in the beginning, what did it say? He only had like 500, 100 of each animal or 500 of each animal. God took what he had and he tripled it. And now his blessings in heaven are even more than he could imagine. Because he is very, very faithful to God. And God says that you'll be rewarded for what you do here in heaven. And I'm more than sure Job was because he had so much faith in God. Um, But the whole book of Job is just an example of us to not choose fear and to choose faith. You each have the opportunity to choose fear or faith. It's given to you. Almost like choosing Jesus. You know, you don't have to, but your life will be better with it. You don't have to choose faith, but your life will be better with it. You can choose to live without Jesus. You can choose to live without faith, but your life will go down. Your life will be, you'll be left wondering, Lord, there's more. Why am I hurting so much? And so you, the point is just to choose faith. Learn to trust on God. Learn to lean on him. Learn to grow your relationship with him. Um, And it's not an easy thing to do. No one ever said it would be an easy thing to do. In fact, it's probably one of the hardest things to do is, for me, it is to trust God no matter what. I find that I become so fearful with circumstances that aren't even going to happen. I start to think, okay, Lord, but what if this happens and what if this happens and then this happens and then no one will be with me? Uh, I have no friends, you know, stuff like that. Just my my stuff. Or what if this happens and then I don't have a job and then I lose my family and then my kids and then my dog. Not my dog. I love my dog. You know, just stuff like that. It's ridiculous. When God is saying, if you would just trust me and if you would just throw away the fear that you have and look at me, don't lose focus with me. That is what God is saying. Don't lose focus with me. Because the minute you lose focus is the minute you start thinking of fear. The minute you lose faith is the minute you start to fear. God's just saying, keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes, even though it doesn't feel like it, even though the pain is very real, even though the hurt is very real, God says, I'm right here. Just keep your eyes fixed on me. And God works out all things for the good of those who love him. God never said that your life would be easy, as I've been saying. God never said that everything's going to be peaceful. But if bad things do come, God will turn it around for good. You just have to be patient and wait, which is very hard for us to do. Patience. I do not like patience. I mean, if I had... Yeah, I can't even tell you. That's, a, that's another one. Um, God's just saying, just be patient and just wait. He's just looking at us. Just wait. If I can... I just tell you to wait. You want to listen to me? Just wait. He's trying to tell that to us. Just be patient. I'm going to work things out for good. If you would just believe me, if you would just trust me, then you would... Have I ever let anybody down before? Have I ever... Did I let Job down in the end? No. So why would I let you down? But Lord, you know, but Lord, you you don't understand. I mean, this happened and this happened and this... Have I ever let you down before? No. Will I ever let you down? The Lord is just saying, just wait and be patient with me and things will work out in the end. Even if they don't work out here on earth, they will work out in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. A hundred years of bad days will not even measure up to the 
eternity up in heaven with good days. Nothing, even the hurts on here will, will not be carried up into heaven. You won't even remember them. The pain will all be gone. Everything will be better. And that is what we have to hold on to. We have to hold, hold on to faith. Even if Job didn't get all that he did in the end, God said, I have a place prepared for you for eternity where we will live forever and ever 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 and ever. So all of this is just going to be gone and forgotten out of your mind and you'll be living in heaven with me forever and ever and ever and ever and it will be fun. Um, and so God used this for Job to grow. God used this to strengthen his faith in him, to show us, essentially, how to have faith, how to trust God. Even though our friends might tell us, you know, God's just done with you. It looks like he's just done with you. You should just leave because God's just done with you. Um, even in those circumstances, you just have to have faith and trust God. Don't give in to the fear. It is very easy to, but you just have to learn to lean on Him. Um, and God will eventually work it out for your, on your behalf. Amen. God won't let you down. That's a promise from His Word. In fact, in the, in the front of my Bible, it says, right here it says, The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of God endures forever. That's in Isaiah 40, verse 8. And that is so true. God's word will last forever. What he says is true, even though in the middle of our our hard times, it might feel like we don't see him, we don't feel him. And sometimes we aren't. You can't go on your feelings or else you're going to be let down. If you don't feel God for years and years and years, you have to learn to just put your trust in him. And don't listen to the lies. Okay, maybe God isn't with me. What am I doing wrong? You have to learn to just rely on him and trust that he is with me. He promised me that. Even though I don't see him or I don't feel him, Lord, I know you're with me right here, right now. Yes. And his, that's a promise right there. Yeah. And I was reading um, this little, this is a daily devotional. My dad got it for me. It's called His Footsteps, My Pathway. It's kind of like the Jesus calling, you know, um, something every day. And it says, Jesus knows you. This is March 5th. It starts with the scripture in John 10, 14. It says, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and my sheep and, and known by my own. And it says at the bottom, when Jesus watches over your life, it is not in the same way that someone watches a ball game or sits a play. He is not a casual observer who passively sits back and watches the action taking place around you. When Jesus watches over you, it is as a shepherd who watches over his lamb. Jesus knows your exact location, your exact need, and your exact circumstances. Jesus, your shepherd, knows how to deal with everything that you face. He knows how to handle every problem that you encounter, and he knows how to shelter you from every storm that blows your way. Jesus will not leave you on your own. His rod will be your protection, and his staff will be your comfort. And that really um, spoke to me this morning, just because in, in this whole, I guess, season, I've just been very fearful of different things, different things that not necessarily will come true, but we all have those little itty-bitty things that we wake up that's over our head, that what if this happens, what if this happens, what if this happens, what if this happens, and that's what I've been going through. And God's just been showing me, even throughout this whole story, just to trust him. It's a hard thing to do, but it's, it's easy. 
It's hard, but it's easy. All you have to do is just say, Lord, even if you have to say it every morning, every day, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. When that fear comes, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. And God will see you through. Um, And this, I feel like every time I get up here and talk, it all points back to God's love because that's what it is. That's what this whole book is. It's a picture of God's love for you so deep and wide you can't even understand it. Have you ever met someone? The only thing I can come close to is my parents. Their love for me is so deep and so wide. Um, And just imagine God's love for you on an even deeper scale. His love is amazing. And we'll never understand it fully because I think our minds can't comprehend how someone can love us so much even when we messed up so much. Yes. but I just want to let everybody know not to be fearful of things, not to be fearful of situations, not to hold on to that hurt. Because God is saying, one day you'll understand if, if, if you just trust me, I will yes. bring good out of this. Yes. Um, and so I really feel that's like what he was trying to tell me today is just to trust him in the middle of our trials, trust him in the middle of the day, trust him no matter what, because he has never let anybody down. And why would you be the first? Why would he choose you to be the first to let down? God will never do that. God loves you so much. And that is the message from my heart, just to tell people that there is someone out there who loves them, who is telling them, you can have life and life more abundantly if you just live with me, if you just trust me, if you just choose not to have fear and to have faith. So my question to you this morning is, what do you choose? What do you choose to wear? I saw this picture online, and it was this man. It was a cartoon, and he had a hanger and a shirt on it, and then another hanger and a shirt on that one. One said fear, and one said faith, and he was picking what he was going to wear. Picture each one of you as that. What are you going to wear today? Are you going to wear faith? Are you going to wear faith in the middle of your trials, or are you just going to wear faith when everything's good? Why can't... Even the book of Job says, should we just love God when everything's good and not when everything's bad? What's the point of that? But we need to be faithful and to choose faith and not choose fear. Amen. 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 Um, but before we close, let's, let's pray and then we'll hand it off to Pastor Rick. Lord God, I just thank you for, uh, just thank you for this time that, you've, that we have to get into your word, Lord. I pray that you would just remove all the fears, all the hurts this morning, God. And that even if we don't feel it, Lord, that we would just rely on you and to begin to trust you, God. Because it can be extremely difficult to trust trust that things are going to work out, even though we don't see how they might, Lord. But everything that comes our way, Lord, is only to make us stronger. You say you know the plan, you have plans and purpose for us, God. Plans to prosper, not to harm us. Plans to give us hope and a future. And just like Job, Lord, there might be days where you bring us trials, God. But that's only because you know it's going to make us stronger. You will never give us more than we can handle, Lord. And I know that you will always be with us and protect us no matter where we go, God. So I pray that this would just be a reminder this morning just to learn to trust you, to deepen our relationship with you, to walk each day with you, Lord. And that you would just help us grow. That we would learn to be patient and we would learn to wait on you. And we would be okay with not understanding everything. We would just be okay that you are with us, Lord. And that that would be enough for us. That we would stop seeking and trying to figure out these answers and trying to figure out why. But in the middle of those trials, Lord, I pray that 
we can just understand and ask, what do you want us to do? How can I grow, Lord? I pray that you would just be with everyone this morning and that your spirit would just touch each heart this morning, Lord. That you would remind them of the love so deep that's in them, that is given to them by you, God. I would pray that you would remind them how much they are cared for, how much they are valued, how precious they are in your eyes, Lord. And I pray that you would just begin to um, just move throughout this church, throughout everyone's heart today, God, and that you would help us choose faith and not fear. I pray this in Jesus' name. 